Welcome to KISS FAQ Song Stories. In this series, we'll focus on the histories of some of KISS's best and least known songs, and occasionally those related to the band. In this episode, Car Jam 1981, originally released on Revenge in 1992 as a tribute to the late Eric Carr. Initially, this instrumental was amusingly referred to as Eric is better than Anton. It was recorded during the second 1981 recording sessions, May the 13th through 22nd at Phase 1 Studios in Toronto, Canada. These were the first recordings with Bob Ezrin producing, following the restart of initial pre-production rehearsals at SIR in New York City in April. It is likely that the instrumental was either born during that period or earlier, during the aborted sessions at Ace's home studio that had resulted in Deadly Weapon, Feel Like Heaven, and Nowhere to Run. During the first recording sessions with Bob, it's not clear when Ace Frehley had joined the rest of the band in Toronto. He had suffered a bump on the head during a vehicle mishap on his driveway on May the 12th, 1981, when a tow line attached to a disabled limo snapped, sending the Jeep he was using crashing into his Mercedes and Corvette. Local fire and police attended the spaceman, with local reporters being threatened with the confiscation of their cameras, though photos were published the following day in the local Wilson Bulletin. Ace was reported as demanding the press leave his property, later emerging wearing sunglasses with a leashed Doberman in a failed attempt to retrieve the film. Whatever the case, Ace certainly did make it to Toronto at some point, and five instrumental music tracks were recorded. At this point, there was nothing mythical about the project, there were no elders in sight. There was no Morpheus hiding behind a door or under the recording console. It was just three and a half band members struggling to get creativity flowing. Eric once told the Neon Glow fanzine, It was supposed to be my Moby Dick with a drum solo on it. I don't have a copy of it anymore. You know, there was like a three minute drum solo in the middle of the song. Then it came back in the way Ace did and ended. We tried, all during the recording of The Elder, to write lyrics for this song and nobody could figure out what the hell to sing on it. That was one of the few things that Ace and I worked on separately. We couldn't get anywhere. It just kind of sat there. Like the other instrumentals recorded, this piece wasn't totally abandoned, and there were some attempts to recycle it when the album's concept took form. Initially, Gene tried to develop the song with lyrics and a melody, but he told Kerrang! We never quite finished it. It never came out good enough. It wasn't working, and there were clearly enough other challenges for the project to be dealing with. Because of later comments made by both Gene and Paul about the recording, it seems unlikely that either of them had much input in the track, creatively. Since the song was not lyrically completed at the time, the masters purportedly remained locked in Bob Ezrin's vault until 1992. And of those initial five ideas recorded with Bob, only one became a song on The Elder. Two others were revisited during sessions that resulted in Kiss Killers and Creatures of the Night. 
Several purported different takes of the recording exist in collector's circles for those who want to compare the exquisite original with the later Kiss revision. With no count-off, this version of the track simply starts with the main riff and runs for about 6 minutes. This features the full 2 minute 46 drum solo rather than a different version which includes a shortened 46 second version. The common 5 minute version that circulates has a 28 second period of warm up at the beginning where Ace practices the riff before Eric starts the count off to the piece with his sticks. <laughs> Both versions of Heaven circulate with reasonably excellent sound quality, allowing fans to properly enjoy Eric Carr's drum work in its original form and context.
Gene told the Kiss Crazy fanzine following Eric's death that they wanted to have Eric play with them one last time. Bob, who was producing Revenge, dug up the track, and while the band tried to work the instrumental into a song again, they ultimately settled on having Ace's guitar parts replaced by Bruce, since he'd played with Eric for seven years, and by that time Ace had recorded Breakout. Paul recalled the history of the song in Hit Parader for a feature. Our producer Bob Ezrin was going through some of our old tapes right when we started work on this album. He came across the great drum solo that Eric had done right after he had joined the band. He didn't even know it existed. When we heard it, we figured it had to be incorporated into the album in some way. We figured that the song was a fitting way to end an album that's dedicated to Eric Carr's memory. It's somewhat a sad irony that Eric Carr had wanted the recording during his lifetime and tenure in the band, but that it would only ultimately surface following his death. The band reportedly worked on this song at the first studio sessions following Eric Carr's funeral, with Bruce using Les Paul on the track. Interestingly, on the Argentine version of the Revenge album, another minor difference surfaces during the count-in to this song. On the standard version, the count simply goes 2, 1, 2, 3. On the Argentine version, you get a bonus 1, making the count 1, 2, 1, 2, 3. Ace had always liked the song musically, particularly the time changes and the musical dynamics it represented. It also probably had reasonably happy memories for him jamming with Eric Carr at the time. It was also much heavier than the other material that had been worked on by Kiss during mid-1981 and was more in the vein of what he'd wanted the band to be doing, so it's hardly surprising that he revisited the music after he left the band, though it took Richie Scarlett to finally finish the song. Richie put the finishing touches on the song during mid-1984, writing the lyrics that so many others had been unable to do. Musically, the track was rearranged to focus more on the riff, since the original Eric Carr solo section couldn't be used. The song was also given a new title, Breakout. This song would be fully fleshed out in time for the song to be performed at Frehley's Comet live debut at SIR Studios in New York City in November 1984. Unfortunately, Eric Carr wouldn't even know that the song had been finished until fans started coming up to him and telling him how great the song was that he'd written with Ace.
You. 